Hello, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary individuals, and anybody else who decides to identify as anything else. Welcome to our show. I'm Coco Dove. And I'm Audrey. And we're the Tea Girls. The Tea. Get into it. Hello, Coco Dove. Hey, Gra. Hey, Audrey. How are you doing on this lovely night? I am exhausted from my full-time job, but I am excited nonetheless to be here speaking with you. I'm so excited as well. The highlight of my day. And today's topic <laughs> is going to be a very interesting topic, seeing as we both have some good old experience in it and advice. Yes. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about Audrey's favorite topic, dating. Since she has the most experience in it, she's probably going to oh have God. the most to say. <laughs> oh my God. No shade, no shade. But we're going to be talking about dating. Dating. I'm so excited about this. It's a good topic, especially for the trans community. Oh, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's go ahead and start about how we met our spouses. Well, my spouse, your fiance, soon to be. Yes, I have a wonderful fiance. I already call him my husband because I'm too lazy to say fiance. Um, I met him a while back at a club named Sally's. I used to be a performer there, and he was the door guy. And I would flirt with him all the time. And he would never flirt back because he thought that I didn't like him for some reason. And he never got the hints that I kept dropping. And eventually, um, I kind of, I essentially forced him to come hang out with me. And then we just clicked. We started hanging out. Just this little... (laughs) This little force tent. Hey, nice ass. That literally is how I flirt. That's literally how I flirt. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you meet your wonderful husband, Audrey? So we met through a magical app that most people have never heard of, actually. It's called Grindr. You slut. What? You know, who knew they would met their love on Grindr? No, we, uh, I have the tattoo the day we met on Friday 13th. Um, in 2018, and we went. He messaged me on Grinder. Had I remember him having a blank profile? He says other else wise, but anyways, he messaged me that same day. He was like, "Let's go see a movie," and we went and saw a movie. And I think from that day on, I have not spent more than well, dating wise, spent more than 24 hours with them. So you haven't spent more than 24 hours with him. When we were dating, yeah. Then we got married and shit changed real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after the first day, I think I went home and then within, he asked me to go to breakfast with him and we got up, got breakfast, did fireworks. And I think that second day Aww. I went back to his barracks room and I didn't leave until we were married. So she's with a soldier. Not anymore. A veteran at this point. A veteran. But... Oh, come on. Classic thank, title. Thank Different status, different status. It's very nice. So talking about dating, as a trans person, 
when you were single and mingling, mm-hmm. what was your experience on these wonderful dating apps? You said dating apps? Yes. Well, I don't have a lot of experience on dating apps, actually, because when I started my transition, I was in a relationship. I was married to the mother of my wonderful children. Your wonderful children. Yeah, my they're pretty special or whatever. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But yeah, we were married, so I obviously was not on those dating apps. But after we split up, I <laughs> almost immediately got with somebody else. I needed a rebound. That's just how it worked at the time. She had a rebound. a rebound. I needed a rebound. You know, you had to get some steam off. And unfortunately, I got with, you know, you know the situation. So I did. The person who should not be named. <laughs> Lord Voldemort. So I didn't really get on those apps <laughs> until I, I moved back down home. And I was single for a while, and Audrey kind of forced me into it. I told everybody I didn't want to date. I wanted to be single for a while, and I wanted to just chill and see what happened. And Audrey said, you know what, girl? You need to get a Tinder. You need to get a Bumble. You need to get a Grinder." And she was really specific about Bumble. She said, Bumble is where the soldiers are. You need to get on Bumble and get you a good soldier. (laughs) So what she's not telling you is... Yes, I forced her to get on Bumble, <laughs> Tinder, and Grindr. I sure did. However, somebody at the time wanted to touch a penis. You just spilling all I, my tea. Okay, you know well, what? I was well, lonely. I was lonely, and I lived in a house full of drag queens, and I had nothing to do. So when your best friend <laughs> says she wants to touch a penis, you get her a penis to touch. And I'm too anxious. I don't talk to people, and I'm shy. And Audrey was like, fuck that. So she took my phone and she started swiping right on everybody. Oh, and I did not meet man. any of the people that we spoke to. I always chickened out or I got stood up. I never met anybody I ever spoke to on an app. Swear to God. Oh, God. <laughs> Swear to God. No, um, yeah, that was a fun time. That is for sure. I'm just convinced so, that everybody is Ted Bundy. And I don't want to meet people offline because I get scared that I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> That's a good philosophy to have, though. That's a safe philosophy. You won't die, you know? I wish I could Yeah, don't date. You will die. Don't. Yeah. Your mental will go out the window. Um, so my experience on these dating apps, um, because I'm currently still on dating apps because I am polyamorous, which we'll get into later on. But Poly polyoxin free. We... Um, even before, when I first started transitioning, dating apps were the worst. You know, you're in the beginning stages of your transition. You're very vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that society, and this was only, you got to think about four years ago. But I think society four years ago to society today is totally different. It's really evolved. But four years ago, any guy that wanted to talk to me, it was a secret. It was hush-hush. It was... uh they just wanted sex out of it. They were being chasers. Yeah, nobody was looking for a relationship. They only wanted to fetishize somebody. So, I mean, it took a very long time at the beginning for me to think I would actually be able to find someone to date. Because I even tried dating in the trans community. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not attracted to, I'm not attracted to, I'm not attracted to feminine energy. I'm attracted to masculine energy. So I did try in our community as well, but that also backfired several times in my face. 
um, on apps at that. But, I mean, the beginning of it, I'm also very vulnerable. So when someone tells you you're pretty, you kind of just smile and go with it. And then once you realize you're being used, you're kind of like, oh. That and now she's stuck cool. with her husband. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, thankfully, because during that patch when I met Robert, there was this, like, patch where the guys were just being dicks to me dating Oh, I remember. I remember. And I remember I almost stood Robert up because of those guys. Because I was like, "This is he just wants sex from me. He doesn't want to date. So I almost stood him up. And when I got to the movie theaters, like, girl, you at the movie, at least see the free movie. So I saw the free movie and I got a marriage afterwards. Almost, yeah, I was so. definitely in the same boat when I started dating after, you know, being by myself or whatever. I've, everybody wanted to fetish. Feti- Ooh, that's such a hard word, bitch. I got a list, but I can't say it. Fetishize. Everybody wanted to fetishize me and I didn't feel like anything was going to be real. I was just going to be looked at like a thing. Right. I even and was sucks. told on, I had a grinder at one time, you know, bloop, bloop, all that shit. Somebody had messaged me one time and they were like, are you trans? And wait, I take that back. No, I was like, I am trans. Just letting you know, because I always tell people up front, gotta be safe. And he was like, Oh, so you're one of those panty bitches, quote unquote, panty bitches. I'm like, What? What? What are you talking about? And he's like, So you're one of those guys that likes to put panties on. And I'm like, No, ma'am. Block. Let me block you. Done, girl. Done. The block button was my favorite button on Grinder. I every time I would download Grinder, I would delete it in literally ten minutes, probably. Yeah, no, I definitely have to say what Grinder was four years ago to now as well is very different. I mean, it's still used for the main same idea, which I hate, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's not my decision what it's made for, nor do, you know, I could decide what people use it for, but it really does suck. Now, dating now, um, I don't know if it's because I'm more comfortable, I look more feminine now, I present more feminine, or if the times have changed, mm-hmm. but dating now... At, in the past two to three years since we've been polyamorous, um, it's been better, you know, but I, I love my husband and people don't understand that about polyamorous. They think that I'm just out here having sex with people, you know, yeah. people usually say, oh, you're open. Oh, okay. You just use it for sex. No, I'm not out here just fucking random guys and I'm not going to just because I said I'm polyamorous. But if you were, there would be nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But whenever I say that the guys, that's like their first, like, oh, that sounds great. Let's fuck. And I'm like, I'm really no. Like, I'm, like, I'm very protective over myself, especially sexually. I have had very little sexual partners because it's spiritual for me. I don't like to just give it away. I like to connect with people. I like to learn people. And before I do anything with anybody, I want to sit down and have a conversation. I want to learn as much as I can about you. And look into your motherfucking eyes, bitch. I want to be bewitched. Mm-hmm. Before I put anything anywhere, I need to be bewitched, okay? So you're saying you got a, a private garden and I got a public playground. Oh, definitely, bitch. <laughs> there's a lock on this gate and there's no door on yours. Oh, that's, no a good, uh, <laughs> that's a good way to say it. But no, um, I definitely get that. And that's how I am. I like for people that I get to know, I want to have a connection no matter what. And people kind of dismiss that as polyamorous, um, especially being trans. Because most guys that hit me up are just looking for the one thing sometimes. And I just have to gently remind them, hey, you know, I'm not here for just sex. Yeah. Or the biggest issue that I run into dating right now is when I tell them I'm polyamorous, 
And, you know, and I, I tell every person, it's either you get me or me and my husband would not mind having the same partner. Mm-hmm. However, to be that person, you have to be a certain type of person because my husband is very picky. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't like the guys, the kind of guys I like. But most guys will end up trying to be like, oh, I could just have you to myself, take you from your husband. And I was like, oh, no, man. No. Yeah, see, that's some weird kinky shit, that whole daddy dom stuff. I'm not going to bum on nobody's yum, but don't be disrespectful, okay? I don't. There are boundaries in every relationship, and they, those need to be set up before anything even starts. I would. Everyone, and people are like, oh, like at work, I most of my people at work are very, mm-hmm. they're open-minded, but it's new to them. And they'll ask me a question was like, well, how do you not get jealous? And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, you just like, first you have all, to be confident. And I know that no one is going to deal with Robert's shit the way I do. And I know that no one's going to deal with my shit the way Robert does. Audrey just okay? flips her hair and she's like, nobody's taking Robert from me. So, and we have, there was... He did something on our first date that will forever make me love this man. Oh, I already and know because I cry every time you talk about it. <laughs> I, I I think we were like four or five because we were transitioning together. So I think it was about four or five months transitioning. And I was very self-conscious. I'm still self-conscious. But at this point, I very much was. And this car of people pulled up and they were looking at me. And my head was, I turned my head immediately the other way just to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. And Robert said to me, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, there's people over there, teenagers are looking at me and it's making me uncomfortable. And he said, if someone dare speaks up, I got your back. And ever since, I have always loved him. And I knew I was going to marry him that day when he said that, because I was like, okay, this is a special type of person. And we're, we're here, you know, and... These people, I've been going, I've successfully gone on three different dates with the same guy finally in a year. And, you know, even though he's a good person, he will never top that. Yeah. You know, no one can ever go back in time. He's your anchor. No one can ever go back in time with me and redo that. No one can ever say that to me in that vulnerable moment. So Mm -hmm. it it will always stick. And kind of going Uh, off of that, like in the, when you first start transitioning and if you're dating while you're in the beginning of your transition, it can be a little nerve wracking. You can get nervous or insecure and stuff like that. But you, if you're listening and you're in this step, just keep in mind that your confidence is going to grow. It's called a transition for a reason. It's not going to be easy. It's, it's a step-by-step process and it, it may take a while for some people. Some people it takes shorter time. Everybody's different. Everybody's transition is different. But don't give up, okay? There's somebody for you out there. Everybody's got somebody. And some people everybody. got more people. Hey, and you, everybody's got And you always find them in the most unexpected places, too. Like, I didn't even... I wasn't dating when I got with my husband. We just started talking out of nowhere. And we were like, hey, you want to just hang out or whatever? So he came over. He sat on my bed. And we watched the L Word all night. I fucking hate the L Word. But I was having a good time, so I kept it on. And we just, well, I ain't gonna lie, my laptop kept dying. So we didn't really keep it on. So we kiki a lot. Oh. Yeah. No, we no, we didn't do nothing dirty. I don't be doing that on the first date because I'm a lady. I told you, girl, I'm private garden. You made, so you <laughs> made him leave the apartment and knock on the door and come back. And be like, welcome back. No, man, that's not how it worked. He got on the two. <laughs> he went to leave. <laughs> and I gave him a hug. I didn't even kiss him on the first date because I was like, 
I want this to be real because this was really fun and we want to do it again. So the next time we hung out, it was New Year's. And it was one of the best nights of my life, girl. Yeah, it was so romantic. I cannot say successfully about August. The one thing is based off the people he dated in the past, I could tell he was a good person because every person he was with he would be around them and you could just even the person he was with i was like they would, might have been total asshole but like he was just so content and just so well kept together and just a sweetheart and when you started dating him i was like oh we good because he's so good. genuine like all he wants to do is help people and make people smile even the shittiest of people he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings that's my job i'm here to hurt everybody's feelings <laughs> okay <laughs> And we understand that position. He's the nice one, and I'm the not nice one. What did August say? You're cute. Oh, okay, yeah. Nah. You're fucking no slut. <laughs> <laughs> what is that quote from that fucking show? Um, uh, stupid neck brace whore, or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, but that's sweet. I really do. I appreciate it. And not many people in the trans community. Uh, understand people coming into the community think you know who they're going to end up with like as a trans woman most of them are like well I'm going to end up with a cisgendered male well you may end up with a non-binary just keep it open it is it is easier to date within the community it is it's because we have a mutual understanding of what we're both going through because I've dated cisgender people before I've dated non-binary people and my current partner my husband he is a trans man and we talk about our transitions daily on our journeys and we get what we're going whenever I'm having a rough day because you know we're on hormones we're gonna have those days where we're pissed off and we just hate the world he gets it you know and he understands these processes and he's not sensitive to them as where I dated a cisgender person in the beginning of my transition I just gave away who it was but they were not very sensitive <laughs> to it. Every time I would get upset, they would be like, oh, well, your emotions aren't real because, you know, you're taking hormones. It's forcing it. You know? Yeah. And it would be really good as well. I mean, take for granted. I feel like as we transition further and keep going, we kind of learn how to develop our, our underspring our hormone, not hormones now, but our emotions. Yeah. You can't use the hormones as an excuse, though, because you look, yeah. bitches who are on menopause, right? They're going through menopause. It's basically the same process. They know they're going through menopause. They can't use their menopause as as an excuse. Don't be a bitch. I know you're upset. You don't feel good. Don't take it out on other people. Yeah. So talking about hormones and transitioning, dating-wise in your current relationship, I've already kind of said mine, but I do, I might have another while you talk. Okay. But has there been a euphoric and maybe a dysphoric moment? Okay. Um, before I got with August, I, you know, you got me to start on the dating apps and I was trying them out just to see if I would be anybody. And one of the people you had messaged for me, (laughs) I I had (laughs) spoken to him for a little bit and I was like, okay, cool. This guy seems legit. I'm gonna go meet him. I never met him, by the way. We spoke for a little bit and then it was the day of the date that we had planned. I had gotten ready. I bought a cute outfit. I was like, I'm gonna go meet this dude. And I told everybody where I was going because PS, this is just my piece of advice. If you're a trans person and you're going to go meet a stranger you've never met before somewhere, let everybody, you know, know where the fuck you going. Just in case something happens, 
you know, they know where to look out. Okay. Always have a backup yeah. plan. Anyways, like I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I had planned to meet this guy and I had gotten ready. And like not even 30 minutes before the date, he messages me and he's like, you know what? I'm going to call it off because I feel like you're too tall. Mm. And I was like, what? And he was like, he felt like it was going to make him look gay for lack of better terms. So his toxic masculinity in the end caused a dysphoric moment for me. Cause I was like, bitch, I just got cute and pretty up. And then I sit, I really, I got really upset and I sat in the mirror and I was staring at myself and I was like, do I look like a dude? Why would anybody say that? And I was like, you know what? I don't look like a dude. So I called one of my best friends and I was like, Hey, let's go to Carolina Ale house and let's get drunk. So that's what we did. And I hung out with two of my best friends that night. Yeah, that's good. No, I, and that does mine. I, I already said my euphoric moment, but my dysphoric moment, if that's the right <laughs> word, um, me, this was before Robert, me and this guy were talking back and forth, back and forth. He lived in Columbia mm-hmm. and he was all for it. He was like, I'm fine. I'm, it's fine that you're transgendered, yada, yada. He's like, I haven't dated someone that's trans. He was like, but it doesn't bother me. And so I was like, okay, cool. And we planned on meeting up to hang out. We met up, hang out, hung out, and things got a little heavy. Okay. And he put his hand, which at this time, there was no breast development whatsoever in the hormone phase. Yeah. Okay. The nipples were sensitive and they were sort of shifting, but it was very much just like, that. don't touch there. It hurts. So he put his hand on one of my tits and he was like, oh, they kind of feel like a real woman. Oh, a real she, woman. I hate that word. I was just like, oh. And then like, I don't know. I, he could see in my face after that moment that I was done. And then we parted ways. And when he got back to Columbia, he was like, I just think that uh, maybe we should talk when you're further along in your transition. Girl. And I, my, I was like, you will not be able to get with me when I'm farther along in my transition. If you don't like me at my huh, you don't get me <laughs> at my huh. <laughs> fucking put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Girl, no, that, that's really relatable too because I've had very similar situations and I'm trying to figure out how I wanted, what I wanted to say to go with that because I smoked too much and I forgot what I was about to say. Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's all I <laughs> Well, since you've got what to say, what would be your advice to a trans woman that is dating? You've already said send your location. Yeah. What is other good advice? Um, bring a weapon. Okay. I'm telling you, safety. My all of almost all of my advice for trans dating is safety because we, as a people, trans men and women and non-binary people, even we are targets for a lot of sick people out there, and it never hurts to just prepare for the worst. So when something good happens, you're relieved and you have a good time. Okay? True. Get that. Girl, I'm always packing. Always. Even if it's not a date. Pack. And also, don't be afraid to to let people know who you are as well. True. Always let people know, especially if they're not very familiar with what being trans is. Let them know that you're trans because it is a safety thing. It is. And if you're wanting to meet people 
for a connection, you want a relationship, not just a fuck buddy or something like that, they're going to need to know who you are. So don't be so reserved because a lot of trans people are scared to to let people know who they are and talk about themselves. And I, that wall needs to come down because, you know, we're people too. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with everything you just said. However, I give this one advice to dating because, you know, you can put in your bio that you're trans. You can put your gender as whatever if it lets you put it as trans. But at the end of the day, if you're trying, if you're a trans woman, this mainly advice is for trans women. Trans men can try this. I just don't have that experience, obviously, with dating. But if you're a trans woman, especially if you're trying to date cisgender men, my biggest advice is that most cisgender men don't really read profiles. Okay. <laughs> but what I do. They're like, she's is, hot. Let me message her. On my bio, which says a lot about me, at the very end, I have a code phrase. Because in the bio, I say that I'm transgendered, I'm trans woman. Uh-huh. And I explain that a little bit. And I explain the polyamorous thing. And at the end, I, say, I have like this. I have code blue. I was like, if you write this, make your first message code blue. So that way, when I get the first message or I get a message from someone and they told me code blue, I know that we're already on the same page. They know I'm trans. They know I'm polyamorous. And we can have an actual conversation. Sneak Whereas attack. guys, Audrey coming in, instead of when they, you know, if they haven't read it, I know they haven't read it. I'm yeah. not going to sit there and waste my time. So, you know, you can do that. I learned that from years ago off someone off of uh, Grinder, and it's been a very helpful thing because you do. There's a lot of trans women out there that don't tell people when they're dating, don't, because you're going to either get yourself hurt or your emotions are going to get hurt. Yeah. Because that term that was brought up earlier, the real woman term, it's been used a lot. Yeah. And some people yeah. use it, you know, they think it's a validating term sometimes. They think that they're saying the right thing when obviously it does the opposite effect because it yeah. implies that you're a fake woman. And uh, I'm not going to lie. You're going to have to have thick skin because people will match with you if you're on different, certain apps. And they will just match with you to tell yeah. you how fucked up you are. Or how wrong you are. And I'm just like, why are you wasting your time? I think my... Why are you wasting... Honestly, my biggest piece of advice, though, like, if you have started speaking to somebody and you're excited to meet them and you're ready to start dating for real, for real, would be don't go in with expectations. Especially just because you're a trans individual. Just try to have fun. Because if you're going to have fun and just see what happens... Those are the most genuine encounters, and those are the encounters that are going to grow a strong relationship. True. I very much would agree with that. I think, you know, dating, if you're being reserved and you're not being yourself, whenever you finally do get let to go and get with this person, they're going to see a different you, which is fine, but, like, they're going to wonder why you didn't get to be that comfortable with them in the get-go. Yeah. I always... Any person dating, trans, non-binary, cis, anybody, my biggest advice in general is always meet the person in public somewhere. Oh, damn right. Damn right. Public. Public. Don't go to anyone's house. (laughs) Don't go some strange place. Go to Starbucks. I don't want to offend anybody, but if you meet somebody at their house for the first time, you never met this person before, and you go to their house, you are a fucking idiot. Have you ever watched a Ted Bundy documentary? You're going to die. Don't go to anybody's house. 
So I can't knock up the hoop. I can't knock up. I can't knock up. I did. No, I can't knock down the. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Um, oh, no, Audrey, I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't knock down the um, hookup culture in the LGBT community because it's very popular. Yeah. But I'm just hopefully people who do that do have a safe and a safe way to do it. I we have lost a lot of trans women and cross dressers and the community to the hookup culture. Mm-hmm. And it is very sad, but just make sure, you know, try to get as much information. If you're going over the person's house to get the dick, at least try to get as many pictures as you can to make sure that they're legit. And not oh girl, I do it. background checks on everybody. I'm a motherfucking stalker. Ain't yeah. nobody about to get me. And another nobody strict does. piece of advice that maybe it's, you're already in a relationship and this, the person you're with is not, very sensitive to you being trans they're demanding they insult you they try to control you because a lot of trans people do end up in relationships with people who try to fetishize them or with people who want them to revert back into the gender that they identified as before they started transitioning and it is toxic it's harmful and do not be afraid to end things with these people and if you are afraid you think you're going to get hurt or something if you break up with these people find somebody to have your back because yeah, no, the longer I, you stay with these people, the more you're going to get hurt. Yeah, I haven't really had to break up with many people being trans, so I don't have that advice. Um, that's your cup of tea right there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so let's get on to the next topic real quick while we have just a little bit more minutes. Um, I do want to kind of talk about the polyamorous thing. Polyamorous. Polyamory. Because it is, it's not a new topic, but it's starting to become new in media. And I just, people ask me the same over, you know, oh, you know, you should only marry one person. I only believe that my love is for one person. And, and there's different types of couples in this world. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's some polyamorous couples that it's strictly, they have sex with other people. Girl, there was polyamory in the Bible. Mormons are poly. Yeah. Some Mormons are polyamorous. There's a lot of. Definitely. I mean, you also have people that, you know, have a husband. The wife has a boyfriend. The husband has a girlfriend. Some of the most beautiful, some of the most beautiful relationships I know of are polyamorous relationships. Yeah. But, you know, when I tell people, you know, and I don't mind, I'm an open book. As long as you don't ask me an offensive question. And especially when it comes to being open, I'll tell you, like, my coworker today asked me a sexual question. She was like, I told him about the guy that I've been getting dinner with and was like, so, like, have you told Robert? And I was like, I tell Robert when I go get dinner, you know, because he trusts me. You have to have trust, first of mm-hmm. all. Faith and if you are, she does, bitch. If you, if you are a jealous person, I guess it's not going yeah, to it's be not gonna for work. you. But you have to. And there's one thing that people don't understand, and it bothers me. Because people always have this idea that just because you have sex with someone mm-hmm. means you love that person. Yeah. And that's not accurate. Sex is not a way to show love. Okay? You can it have can love. Be. You can it can love. be. It can be, but that's not how you... Couple people have this perceived, like, oh, my husband loves me, so I'm going to have sex with him. Yeah. And that, and that, it's not the same. You know, your husband could be having sex with you just to have sex with you. You're damn right, bitch. Girl, let me tell you how many times. So, I, the people tend to confuse the two. But, I don't know. I feel like 
I hope someday we'll have a different view. There will. Uh, it's growing. It's maturing. People are going to get used to it. They're not going to bum on your numb for too much longer, girl. It would be nice. <laughs> I mean, and it's very popular in the LGBT community at that. And yeah, I'm definitely not against it. And I'm not opposed to the idea. I mean, if something happens in the future, I'm not opposed to it. But I, I'm not a jealous person, but I am a lazy person. And I am an attention whore. So I am not willing to give my energy to more than one person. And See? if I'm not giving 100% of all of that energy, I'm not going to get jealous. I'm just going to get annoyed and go to bed. You know what I mean? You know, I get that. And I'm very satisfied um, with my partner. In our uh, relationship, the one who mainly has additional partners is me. And that is because I don't really have a hobby at the moment. Your hobby is dick. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, I don't really, I don't spend, like, I have a lot of free time, whereas Robert, he's either playing video games, he has something. So if you were to have another partner, which he can, if you went out and got one, we do have our own rules. He's just too but busy slaying dragons. He's, like, I either have you or I have this, and I don't feel like adding another one of you to the picture right now, um, because then what am I going to do? No video games. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not willing to get that up. We have been looking, <laughs> and I will... Obviously, look for a third because we would like to add someone to it and keep that person within it. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I have a Turks type of male that I like, and he, when it comes to men, because he is bisexual, it's a certain type of male. So we've kind of like <laughs> melted down to what exactly this person would have to be, and it would have to be a certain type of person. Picky motherfucker. And this episode is not about dating, by the way. This is literally just Audrey placing an ad on Spotify. For a third for their relationship. If you are interested no. in dating Audrey and her husband Robert, and you do fit this criteria, please send her a DM, and she will get back to you. But you have, have to say uh, the, the blue something code, code, code blue. blue. So we know. You <laughs> so we know you listen to the whole podcast. Please say, please say it. So if you get the discounted price, you get the price of two for one. Audrey does work um, in the red light district. Uh, uh. <laughs> no but no I think one day we'll get there it'll be really cool to see people to be able there's this polyamorous couple on TikTok that blows my mind and they're both having a baby and I'm just like okay go you do they know who it is what? I bet they get that question a lot and like they said they, they put this fun story on there that they went out to eat one of the girls went to go to the pee and the guy kissed the girl with him and then when the other girl got back, the other girl went to go pee. And while she went to go pee, she the girl stopped her and was like, while you were up, that guy kissed the other girl. So she goes, oh, that's my husband. She goes, oh. So they went over there and she's like, oh, that's my husband. And she was like, oh. I live. Oh, the drama. People people be in people's business. Get out of people's business. What I do with my dating is not a damn thing. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But since we are nearing the end of this episode i do have one request go ahead i think we both should name one interesting fact about our wonderful partners that we think the world should know just something that makes them seem cool or whatever so what's an interesting okay. fact about robert so an interesting fact about robert we have oh my god here he comes we have six minutes by the way 
An interesting fact about Robert. Oh my God. There's like a few come into mind and I just said I have to hype an answer and now I'm being stared at. I know you gotta pick what he's like, you better pick the right interesting fact. Oh my god. Um God damn it, why'd you have to put me on the spot here? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's staring at me. Um The fact this motherfucker has been to a lot of places that I probably will never be able to go to my life is very interesting. He did something right out of high school that not many people could do, which is join the military. And that takes a lot of courage and a lot of grace to do at a young age. Oh, not grace. Come on, graceful, Robert. So what is the one fact (laughs) about August in about four minutes now that you can say? Okay, I mainly asked this question because I wanted to brag a little bit on myself. Because, okay, I have been studying genealogy, and I am really, really good at it, okay? It's one of my passions. I love digging in records and finding out ancestors and shit like that. And I've been doing a lot of research on August genealogy because we've not been able to find any relatives on him, like, past, like, the mid-1900s or whatever, right? Yeah. Girl, I found some good shit. August is a direct descendant of King Moctezuma II. Do you know who that is? Oh my god. No, I don't. He is the last emperor of the Aztec Empire. That's awesome. He is August's uh, 12th great-grandfather or some shit like that. And I thought that was so Do you do cool. this one stance on Ancestry? No, I don't use Ancestry. I have, a, because of my job, I have a lot of access to census records and death records and stuff like that and a lot of family tree stuff. So um, whenever I have some free time at work, I dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and through genealogy shit, and I'm really good at it. And I thought that was really cool. So really basically, like my that. husband is a prince. And when we get married, I'm going to be a princess. So I'm really excited about it. Oh, my God. This is how oh. I'm going to tell people. Oh, well, that's an interesting random fun fact there. <laughs> for sure. So just so you know, if you ever see Coco Dove, you must bow down. You must bow down. I'm a my fucking dog. princess. Okay. He's a princess. Well, this was a fun topic. I'm glad that we got to talk about dating. And I got to put an ad out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hit her up, girl. Hit her up. Lord Jesus. Well, thank you so much for listening to our very short recording for once. Um, you can go ahead and listen to the last few episodes. We've talked about drag. We've talked about childhood movies. We've talked about All kind of traveling. Shit. Click on our shit. Give us a listen. Follow us. Give Share listen. our stuff and tell your friends to listen up. Listen, follow, and like. And just be prepared. We do plan to do a live recording one day. So just keep your eyes out for when that may be. Yeah, so we'll be taking questions and all that jazz. The topic will be decided by you guys. Yes, it will probably be undecided until we start recording. Of course. Well, Coco, thank you so much for joining me here on this night and watch me eat steak in between. Of course. Thank you for letting me ramble and help you get an ad out there, girl. Thank you. Well, y'all take care and have a trans... Fantastic day. Y'all better have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye.